It's time for The Drive's Top 5 at 5. Quitting time on your Monday, 5.01 here on Fan Run Radio. We begin our third and final hour with your Top 5 at 5. Here's Tucker Harlett. Thank you, Russell. At number one, Tennessee has found itself a new running backs coach in Derail Sims. Sims was the running backs coach at Cincinnati last season, helped guide the Bearcats to the fifth best rush offense in the country in yards per game. In the two seasons he spent at Louisville with Scott Satters- Satterfield the year before, uh, the Cardinals ranked second in the ACC in rush yards both in 21 and 22. Previously coached at East Carolina, James Madison, West, Western Carolina, and Carson Newman. So, up and coming. Up and coming young coach, and uh, we'll see how he fits in with Tennessee. At number two, Tennessee pitcher A.J. Kazi has earned SEC Co-Pitcher of the Week. Kazi earned the win over Texas Tech Friday, pitching four and two-thirds scoreless innings in relief allowing just two hits while striking out seven batters. He split co-pitcher of the week with Carson Myers of Auburn, who threw six scoreless innings against Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky, not Kentucky. Uh, I, I don't like particularly having to share it with the Auburn kid, but did you see Auburn release their graphic on Twitter that he's just SEC pitcher of the week? Ugh. They didn't even put Co in there. We shouldn't do it either. Where did they get the nerve? It's Auburn. It's an outrage. Bad people. Oh, well. Hey, man. But congrats to him. Good performance. Yeah, he, he's a revelation. I thought Sneed and Causey out of the bullpen is like, wow, these guys are both quality pickups. Just uh, Sneed, that surprised me that he went that deep. So 85 pitches? Yeah. I mean, he put in a full day's work. When Stamos got in yesterday, did he have his gray glove? Yeah, he had a, he had his his original glove that they yeah that they tossed. Yeah, I think it was because apparently it's something to do with like strings hanging off it. the laces. You okay, know, a lot of yeah, those yeah. guys are like leaving. Yeah. it's almost like fringe off a leather jacket. So they just have to trim those up, and it was good yeah. to go. Okay, that, so that happened at a game here in like twenty twenty one. I can't yes, remember who it, it was. Was it LSU? A guy came in with the glove. They made him change the glove. It wasn't one of our guys. It was an opponent. They did. They made him change it. Was that in the super? Or was it Wright State? Maybe. Maybe that that he had like a foot one yeah. of the foot long leather. Well, they just made him. They, they just made him cut it. Yeah, I think they just cut the the string. Yeah, the, it's what do they say? It causes an unfair advantage. It, yeah, it's distracting, it's distracting to the yeah. batter when you've got a ball coming at you at 100 miles an hour and. Which, I don't know, seems like a minor detail to, to be I mean, worried about. I but. feel like you know it's it's hard enough to hit. Hit a baseball going between 95 and 100 miles an hour and, and slightly dangerous. So, Well, Tony was pretty steamed about it, he whatever was. it was. Yep. I'd be interested to hear the backstory on that. At number three, Jonas Adu has been named SEC Player of the Week. He Adu averaged a double-double of 17 points and 10 rebounds per game to go along with a block and a half per game in Tennessee's victories over Arkansas and Vanderbilt. I think you're right, Russ. He's every bit as uh, he is every bit as important to um, where we want to get to as Dalton Connect. Rim protection. It's critical. It's he's, critical. He's developed uh, a really nice touch. 
He's amphibious. Both hands. At number four, Rick Pitino did not hold back when discussing his experience at St. John's this season after last night's loss to Seton Hall. Rick's not having a good time, is he? I'm not going to lie to you. This is the most unenjoyable experience of my lifetime, said Pitino. We are so unathletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling. If I said I was disappointed, that would be the understatement of the year. So Pitino said it's the most unenjoyable experience of his life. Is this, this is a guy who was fired from Louisville amid a sex scandal. Hookers. In the dorm named after his brother. Se- his Late personal brother. sex life. Yes. And then the NCAA paying players. Yes. But this is the worst experience of his life. It must be awful. <laughs> what a clown. They had such a good start. What have they lost now? Eight out of nine? Is that what you said? Something like that. But they're on a really bad streak, and I, I don't think he's ever experienced anything yeah. like this. <laughs> no. So he's just – he is lashing out wildly. I'm sure his players really Chris Ludlow really enjoying himself yeah. up there. Yeah. Wishes he could have been here right now, maybe. And fun. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, he's not the only one lashing out. Uh, did you all see Penny after – Oh, that oh, was, was he bad. melting down? It was bad. He's such a sore loser. Stuff we can't say on air. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He oh, curses yeah. in his press all conferences the time. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, and he was, I'm not, he was uh, it's not a big deal, but, I mean, it was like uh, – it's, it's something that we go back to. I, I, I hammered Pearl for it the other day. These guys are – they dress so damn casual now. And they're just, you know, they're leaning against a wall talking. But, yeah, Penny Penny kind of threw half his team under the bus. Well, it all, it all gets back to projecting a professional image. And I'm no prude. Like, foul language doesn't bother me personally. But you never see college coaches curse in front of the media in a microphone. I know they curse on the court, on the field, practice field, whatever. But it's just – it's such a stark contrast to Rick Barnes, the way he presents himself and – I think it it shows a a lack of I, I don't know what the word I, I'm looking for is, but you you just see it and you, you know it when you see it. And I, I think it's reflective in the way his teams play and the way the season is melting down on him. And he just you know Memphis we we have a huge rivalry with them. Don't like them their be- basketball program and. But that being said, they deserve better than him. They can do better this than is... Penny Hardaway. I know I know it's a favorite son, and he's a native, yeah. and he was a great player and all that, but that's a program that should be strong, and they have incredibly immature and weak leadership under Penny Hardaway. He's been the same guy for most of his career. When things don't go well, he throws a little pity party and blames everybody else, and it's, you know, he, just doesn't, he doesn't take any accountability for the most part. I mean, Stackhouse buses are. You've never seen him. I mean, he's no a pro. He's a professional. Well, I did see the list of great players who have been coaches, and like in the college game, we've long talked about like the struggles some of those greats have had in the pro game. But I wish I had the the list in front of me. It's you know, Wood Mike Woodson not doing very well at Indiana. Penny not doing very well. Um, Patrick Ewing on that Pat list. Ewing was on that oh, list. He was miserable. 
Stackhouse. Stackhouse. Chris Mullen, I think, tried his hand at it. it was, was guy terrible. Michigan. Jawan Howard. Yeah, Jawan yeah, Howard. They're, they're miserable this season. Yeah, yeah so they're bad. They just, I did not realize. That they, have you guys looked at their record? Oh, they're terrible. They, they don't even are. have ten wins yet, do they? No, they had seven. They're horrible. Well, and, you know, let's keep that in mind. You know, I, we don't have any former players that are that are coaching or anywhere close to it, but it's, it's the – Al Wilson ought to be our linebackers coach. You know, Peyton ought to hire be hire Peyton. Yeah, like, could you no, imagine? Let, Peyton let's hire to... a coach, okay? <laughs> Not a player that you liked when he played. Let's hire a coach. Keep that in mind when our bat. You know, it's not just Tennessee players. There could be a, a you know, let let's hire Michael Jordan or you know whoever to be the coach of the ball. No, let's hire a college basketball coach. And finally, at number five, a couple of enterprising students from Thailand have come up with an innovative business strategy. Sleeping in problematic houses and apartments to certify that they are free of ghosts and paranormal phenomena. Okay. One of the students knew about the problems realtors had selling properties. It's a big problem in Thailand, haunted houses? Apparently with their realty business. What, what, what's their name for their evil spirits in their culture? You know, different cultures have different names for them. No, I didn't know that. Please yeah. tell me more. Well, in Jamaica, they're duppies. Duppies? Yeah. They got the duppies down yeah. there. That's what they call ghosts? I think they're like more like an evil spirit kind of thing. Were you aware of duppies? No. Houston? This says in Thailand they are called phi. Phi? P-H-I. Yeah, cultures have different. Could it be pho? You know, like pho? How? That'd be P-H-O. You seem you seem fa fa is p h o is pronounced fa yeah I know it's not I love fa no you like fa yeah I think it's overrated myself I think it's good I, I do think a it's huge fan of I think it. it's lightly overrated you went through a, a fa face <laughs> <laughs> you did I think I've had fa twice in my life really yeah huh you ever had fa <laughs> Tucker. I've not had pho. I, I feel like I'm in an alternate universe right now because I distinctly remember you. Clearly, you don't. Stoling the Which virtues of a good bowl of pho. There was that place over there on Merchants it used to go to. There, what? Yeah. The, Unless I've got another friend who used to tell, you know, talked about taking his wife and they go get pho. I mean, pho's all right. Like you know, my policy on soup in general. Well, you've changed I, that. I, I've softened greatly most soup is not a meal i feel like a hearty chowder or gumbo is uh, yeah i mean uh yeah he a nice gumbo most. stew um, if you got a lot of beans and meat and potatoes in there soup can be a meal but most of the time i i feel very differently anyway uh, I mean, uh, what, what, what do we can you tell us about the ghosts what do they what refer to as fe fe or five five we'll call them five uh, so, I guess my question on all of this is, if it meant, you know, making a lot of money out of this, would you do it? Well, yeah, I'm a grown-up. I don't believe in ghosts, so I'll go sleep anywhere. I'm, sleep I'd in be, a creepy What does being a grown-up have to do with whether or not you believe in it's ghosts? Intelligent adults who are rational don't believe in spirits that can harm them. Would you sleep in an abandoned house for set amount of money, though? Well, I mean, it, I, I'd be much more concerned about, like, the neighborhood it's in. Am, am I protected? Do I have locks on the doors that can... Can a psycho killer come in and kill me? That I worry about. But if it's like a haunted hotel room or say, yeah, I'll go, I'll go spend the night in there. Free night? Do you get paid? Sure. I'm not a fool. 
You believe in Ghost Bear? All this right, is where you're going to tell me? It? I don't know. I've been, I've been in some creepy, creepy places where I've been creeped out, and there are places where there's no amount of money in the world that I would spend the night there. You never had anything spooky happen to you. Like, you got really just spooked really bad. Uh, Yeah, but I, I never thought there were monsters or ghosts or something that were going to get me, I, you know. No, noises outside, things that go bump in the night. Is there a prowler in my house? Sure. I mean, I, I get scared of the dark just like anybody else, but no, I'm not worried about ghosts, at least since hmm. I've been an adult. Have you ever heard that? Uh, I mean, it's a wild cat. It's around here this, when they scream at night. Yeah, like a bobcat? Yeah. Sounds like a woman being murdered. Murdered, yeah. yeah. I've had a couple paranormal experiences. Really? You yeah, think, I, you think I am I being curt and dismissive? Yeah, uh, I no. Like he is. Okay, so you've heard of sleep paralysis? Yeah, they, I've heard of that. We've talked about this on, on the show many years ago. You, it, that did you ghost. have the demon? Yep. It yeah. only happens like once in your lifetime, though, right? It's happened to me a couple times. Really? One, the first time you sure was, wasn't having to lose like. Because I do the lucid dream, you know what they call lucid dreaming? No, no so it's something it's, different. So the okay. next day, I, I I was talking to some people about it. It was actually the day before my friend's wedding, and I was talking to some people who had experienced stuff like it, and they said, oh, yeah, some people call it sleep paralysis. Some people actually think it is a demon. And I Googled sleep paralysis and did an image search, mm-hmm. and the paintings of what these people yeah. experienced, exactly, exactly what I experienced. It is the, it's the weirdest thing. You're awake, but you can't move. Yeah. Like, I remember the... Again, it it felt as real as it could possibly feel. Was I asleep? I don't know. Whatever you believe. But it was like somebody was under the bed grabbing the sheets and holding them like, so it's like compressing me to the Mm -hmm. bed. Fascinating. And I open my eyes and there's this blue, smoky, ghosty face right face to face with me. And when was this? Why is this the first time you're telling us about this? This was because it has nothing to maybe do with sports. Maybe my first year out of college. Yeah. yeah I feel like this is something you should share. And then with it us. started talking to me in a language I didn't Whoa. know. Really? Yeah. It sounded like you know, like old scary German. It's like Eisenzeweiss, something like that. What like Zool showed up and you're I'm just letting I'm just telling you. And I closed my eyes and I started praying and then it like slowly kind of lifted and it, the thing left the room. We need an exorcism for you? No. I had it happen again. I can make a call. And there was a figure standing in the, the hallway in my room, and then a cat, not a real cat, because the door was locked, but in my whatever state, the same thing, the sheets went tight, and I heard meowing, and I could hear the cat walk up next to the bed. It jumps up on the bed. I could physically feel it walk up my chest. The a ghost f- cat? The four feet of a cat, and then it meows right in my face, and then I woke up. Or like, then I, like, you know, it was Okay. Gone. I just, wow! One question. So weird, dude. No drugs were involved. No drinking <laughs> what was did involved. you? Really? None whatsoever. I was banging seven gram rocks. <laughs> Only close to that. I've I've thought I've woken up from a nightmare. I used to, I just did that several times and. And you're still dreaming? Yeah, yeah. I've I've done that before too. Yeah. I, I hear I, somebody run to the front of my house and start pounding on the door, yeah. and then I'll really wake some, up. There, there's uh, uh, some people call it like riding the witch is riding you or so like there's a like a witch on your chest or something mm-hmm. uh, like holding you down yeah i've heard of that before I've yeah I, I thought i had that but it was uh i was house sitting for carter's uh my my kid's mom and she's got like this 140 pound like great dane mix dog 
sleep and is I woke a, up with it laying you know yeah sleep is just bizarre man like the the way we don't understand anything about the brain really and sleep and dreams and and what they are like they, they don't know what the hell that is like all the stuff we know we can make new prosthetic hands and we can like carve you know tumors out of your brain and everything and like they don't know it's like why do i dream about you know being in my elementary school class in my underwear all the time oh like they don't know like freud had some theories but like i feel like it's largely hey, was, been not debunked but like they don't know for certain he was kind of weird the, the thing that weirds me out uh where you feel you, sometimes you feel like you're falling mm. and you'll actually feel as you wake oh, up yeah. you'll feel your legs slam into the bed yeah so what i'm thinking is i'd love to have a video uh, like are, am i just raising my legs way up in the air like you know doing a leg lift and then just slamming them down you're, pro- well, you're, you're probably kicking at least a little bit. There's also some theories that like an hour long dream, to, mm-hmm. like to you, as you yeah, experience it, it's like two minutes. Well, I've I've heard it could be like a, a half a second. Really? Like your brain is putting all this together so fast, and that's why when you think you're falling, you know you can't wake yourself up. But as soon as you start to fall, you kind of kick as you wake up, and they say it's because like your brain processes it and you like get to the end of it and. But I say it's like no amount of time. You'll have like these amazing, vivid dreams. Like I'm racing go-karts with Tony the Tiger down the streets <laughs> of New York City. Yeah. And you wake up and you're like, oh my God, that was the most incredible. Like that was so insane. And then two minutes later, you've totally forgotten. You can't remember it. <laughs> the re- what you is that? You remember, Why, like, can't you remember, remember the really bizarre ones? And usually for me, like the really, really bad ones. Mm. Like the nightmare ones. There's like this this snake thing that I've never been hunting I, me for snakes. years. I've yeah, never really? had a recurring nightmare. Man. I've had a bunch of I wouldn't even say nightmares. I've had like <laughs> kind of scary, weird dreams, but never like a, a nightmare nightmare. I had a bizarre one where I got we were going as a radio station to cover the Super Bowl, but it was me and like nobody I knew. And nobody would believe me when I kept telling them that, you know, Russell wasn't Russell and Houston wasn't Houston. It's kind of weird. Yeah, when, when we cover the Super Bowl, we'll definitely send you and, and who? You, or, it was people uh, Bizarro, that were, Bizarro, Houston Russell, Russell Cress and, and Houston Well, yeah, because it was kind of creepy. Like, like everybody kept telling me I was crazy. I'm like, that ain't Russell in Houston. I'm like, <laughs> it got really weird. Like, I've been, I've been binge watching a, like, a TV show. I think that that was why that happened. So Darrell Sims is the new running backs coach at Tennessee, and we have a new linebackers coach as well. We'll tell you who that is when we continue. Stay with us. The drive rages on right here on Fan Run Radio. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. We go to the Fan Run Breaking News Desk. Tennessee has hired a new linebackers coach. He is former Washington co-defensive coordinator William Inge. Inge, how do you spell that? I-N-G-E. Can you give me the entomology of his name? 
I can't give you the definition of the word entomology. All I know is this dude was set to join Kalen DeBoer at Alabama. So he had was going to, with DeBoer from Washington to Alabama, and now apparently he has spurned the tide to come to Tennessee. I like him already, Russ. He changes when you get on that, that connecting flight and she had O'Hare in Chicago and just – I think he was down there. I think he's been down there the past two weeks. I think two weeks in Tuscaloosa, and he said, I've seen enough. Can't say that I blame him. Barbecue's garbage. Roll down tide. People, not very good. How about no drama hypel? Loses two assistants last week. It's just like, okay, we'll go out and this derail be, Sims. Were and either we'll, of these we'll guys on any of the boards you saw? This guy's uh, – I feel like this is kind of a gangster move out of Yeah, this feels like a little swinging above your uh, your average here for Hypo. I like it. Yeah, looking at his bio, there's nothing really that uh, connects him to either Hypo or Tim Banks. That's odd. It is odd. I wonder, wonder what happened down there. But again, I mean, uh, we talk about similarities, and there's some similarities with Washington, DeBoer, and Heupel. Big time. I think DeBoer and Heupel are going to have a interesting rivalry here the next couple of years. Very, very similar, both from South Dakota, both offensive yeah. guys. So this guy played at Iowa, coached for four seasons at Northern Iowa. He's had stops at Colorado, San Diego State, Cincinnati, and Buffalo. He was at Indiana for seven years where he encountered Kalen DeBoer and then the two reunited uh-huh. in Washington. Former Tennessee Titan, Russell. Inge? Yep. Drafted by the Titans. What year? I don't know. It's not in the article. He played at Iowa, Iowa from 93 to 96. That kind of makes me feel old. <laughs> he would have been one of the 50. first uh, like OG Titans then. William Inge, I I do not remember him. I mean, I have not heard this guy's name until five minutes ago when when Tucker texted me this breaking news. Hmm. Signed to the Tennessee Oilers as a free agent in 1997, but concerns about his physical condition ended his career. So he wasn't drafted. Thanks a lot, football scoop. There is no honor among thieves with these guys, though, is there? I mean, just getting a guy that's – just taking a job for a week? I mean, it's cutthroat. It's. Do you think he realized that the expectations at Alabama defensively are just going to be so outrageously high and, frankly, unreachable that this feels like a safer, smarter move? Maybe it's just been a vibe thing, man. Yeah, no, little, it could be. Little speculation there, obviously, but I mean, it could. You, I mean, it's fair. I mean, have you ever, if you guys ever take any of you guys ever taken a job where you just walk in and you know, like pretty quick, like you thought it was going to be a great job, but you walk in there within like the first day or two, you're like, yeah. Oops. Yeah, I'm not feeling this. I've never taken a job like that, but I've interviewed for a job. Yeah, I was going to say, I've been in the building and it's just like, I hope I don't get this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, William Inge, and, and just like that, Tennessee is Welcome back to up Tennessee, to the coach. A lot, full allotment of 10 assistant, full-time assistant coaches. So you got Garner on the D-line, Crazy Eckler, outside linebackers slash special teams, William Inge with linebackers, Willie Martinez with corners, and Uncle Fluffy 
coaching the safeties. He's not always Uncle Fluffy. Uncle Fluffy sometimes shows up at really inopportune times, okay? Usually when we're playing teams with good quarterbacks. It's funny how that works out. What's funny is when people first hear that nickname, they think it's awful, and then you'll you'll go a few days. This is happening with a friend of ours. and Because uh, he kind of made me feel bad for nicknaming him Uncle Fluffy. And then Uncle Fluffy showed up. I think it was against Alabama in the second half. Freaking Uncle Fluffy. <laughs> That's what the friend of ours texted. <laughs> Uncle Fluffy's in the house. Let's go to the phones. Josh in Nashville is next. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on the show. No Josh in Nashville? No. Shame. It's too bad. I was really looking forward to checking in with the Music City today. Guess we'll have to settle for Roberto. <sighs> hey, Roberto, I'm insulting callers today. Trying it out. Consider the source, my mom used to say. <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a, being a little bit of a funny guy today. Busting balls. Doesn't hurt my feelings at all. I like Russ. Busting Russ, chops. Russ would, do, Russ would have to do a lot to hurt my feelings and offend me to the point where I didn't want to be his friend. I would say that. Um... I believe the word you were looking for earlier, this is when I actually called in, Russ, was in relation to Penny, decorum. There's no measure of decorum around the man. Decorum. You know why? Because he's never been held to accountability his entire damn life. That's why. He's been the best at everything. Senator, there is a lack of decorum in this (laughs) chamber. (laughs) Penny's never been held to any standard in his whole life because he's all at what he does and now that he's not the best he doesn't know how to deal with it and so he's re- he's reverting back to his essentially psychological stage that he's trapped in which is a teenager dr freud here oh, wow <laughs> i like it okay you smoking a pipe right now sitting in a leather chair <laughs> i smoked something earlier uh no <laughs> um, i'm not a grass yeah, expert yeah i'm not a grass expert uh but uh yeah, and then and then Houston talking about gave me the heebie-jeebies. Um, praise the Lord, that's never happened to me before. But I've heard of things like that. Um, Houston, you you seriously need to talk to a psychologist and probably a minister of several different variants of your chosen religion about that. Just so you know, the power of Christ compels oh, you. <laughs> um, you want to make a call yeah, to my people, Houston? They're the experts at it. No, I mean it's it's been you know twenty years. I think I'm good. Yeah, you just think so. Zool's probably you just into in the background be, of your be brain. Be prepared, brother. Be prepared. You've spoken into existence. Um, were you sleeping? Were you were you alone in in bed? Did this happen? Yes. You, you, have, yes. you yes. swear uh, to yeah. God, you had no, not I taken did. any drugs. Like, swear, swear. Is that? Uh, were you just terrified? Like, what did you do? Did you have to get up and like go outside and make sure you're still alive? No. Uh, it, it, I will say this, both times I've been in, I had just moved into a house in town. I moved back from Nashville. So it was like a new and unfamiliar place. Ah. And the other one, we were staying at a friend of mine's grandparents in North Carolina. It was the night before that wedding I was telling you about. So it's it's been in basements both times huh. and both mm. in new and unfamiliar places. Feels like that could have something to do. Yeah. You think yeah. somebody could have been yeah. brutally murdered in e- either of these basements? 
It's, Where the psychic, the, the dark, do you believe in dark psychic energy, Russ? No, somebody could have been brutally murdered right here. There's a pretty good chance it's happened right where you're sitting. Blood, guts, teeth, hair, and eyeballs. The everywhere. battle for Third Creek. Have you ever looked at the, the overall statistics? Thank of you, like, Houston. Thank you, many, Houston, for that. How many times in your lifetime you, you speak to someone that's murdered somebody and they'll never get caught? How would you have statistics on that? I don't know. I saw it online. <laughs> it was fascinating. I, I, I don't even want to know. Honestly, I don't want to know. <laughs> on average. Uh, um, but, guys, the other thing I really wanted to talk about really quick was uh, a question I asked this morning, and I asked it last night on Twitter, and I'd like to hear your guys' take on it. Did Tennessee just happen into the best college basketball transfer and the best college baseball transfer this year? We did. I mean, I I think that's kind of a misconception with Connect. You know, he as soon as he hit the portal, because that story came out last week. He went to the gym for a workout, and thirty minutes later, he had missed. It was over a hundred phone calls, and he had like twelve hundred text messages on his phone. His phone exploded in thirty minutes as soon as he hit yeah. the portal. I mean, a- Amick but- I, I, it, with Amick, they went down to Clemson, saw him up close, and Tony, you know. Tony saw what he wanted, and he took it. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt that he kind of haphazardly did the whole, um, hey, if you ever enter the portal after the game against Clemson or the series, if you will, against Clemson down there, uh, hey, if you ever enter the portal, just, just let us know. We'd love to talk. And and they just kind of went on about his business. But we can't say that now because that's tampering, right? Um, and we've already been accused of that multiple times, even though LSU has done it from pillar to post as long as you can do it. Uh, the only other thing is, with Bear, I agree with the Connect thing, but but also, was it just that he was totally and utterly misrated by all those – because all those sites had him like around 40. His senior year in high school, he was 5'11", dude. That's what happened to Connect. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Uh, what I mean is this year, like he was rated the 44th ranked player in the portal last year. You know that, right? I, mean, uh, yeah, but I think people just whiffed. They yeah, just but the people that do those rankings in the portals aren't like the coaches. Because every coach, it sounds like half the coaches in America yeah, wanted but him. wasn't it? was it Oates that said, like, we didn't even know? like we They didn't know who he was. That is an exact quote. We didn't know who he was. There was quite a few programs that did. He, uh, they absolutely he, he knows did. now. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I just say it to this end. Guys, I think watching Amick – it's crazy. I thought that Christian Moore was going to be SEC Player of the Year this year. I've always thought that he would be a candidate for that. I'm not 100% sure that he doesn't get snubbed by Billy Amick because that's how good that guy is. That's how he's swinging the bat. I mean, but Tennessee has three legitimate SEC Player of the Year candidates in their starting nine. That's in, that's insane because Dylan Dryling could be that as well, depending on how he ends up. I think it'll be probably be next year if he comes back. And lastly, I think we found our third starter. I think it's Nate Sneed, and I think you just go with it. Causey becomes your your righty out, or excuse me, your your, uh, your sinker ball or weird sidearm out of the bullpen. And you've got uh, Stamos, who I'm a huge fan of already, lefty out of the bullpen. Tennessee is set up to win a national championship. See ya. Interesting. I'm, I'm kind of with Roberto there. Uh, I like what I saw from Sneed yesterday. I, I did too. I, I think, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic. I, we've, got a, we've got a lot of things to work on right now. A lot of tinkering with the lineup. we got to, you know, I don't feel like we're very settled in our bullpen at all. I'm told Beam and Amick 
had a relationship through Team USA, and that's where uh. our interest in him was first tendered. It didn't hurt that he was uh... – well, no, we. I mean, we kind of did that with Dolander, it. too, right, where we mm-hmm. played them. I mean, I guess it's easier to go from Georgia Southern to Tennessee sure. than, you know, Clemson to Tennessee could be construed as a lateral move. But Clemson also, you remember, to, to do – they pulled him out of that game. Yep, they did. To, so, the pitcher who yeah. was – I thought I thought that was what cost him the game was when they – you know, your pitcher who's gassed physically from throwing as much as that kid did and then – you take your best bat off the field. Let's get first-time caller Ryan in here next. Hello, Ryan. Hey, fellas. What's up? Hey, I hear you need a psychologist, uh, so I'm here. What's going on, Houston? It, we're not sure if he needs a psychologist, Ryan, or a priest. Now, are you a licensed clinical psychologist, yeah. Ryan? Yes, I am. I, I'm just supposed to take your word for that? Um. Yeah, I suppose so. Okay. There's so should we discuss? We should we refer that. to you as Doc or Doctor? Or? Yeah, let's go with Ryan. Okay. What, what do you think? Of, I mean, my man has had a couple of dreams, Ryan. So where, I'm playing catch up. I'm playing yeah. catch up. So what happened here? <sighs> so 15 years ago or so, I was staying at a friend's grandparents' house. We were sleeping in the basement, and I had a bout of uh, what the symptoms would describe as sleep paralysis. Uh-huh. And then a few years later, it happened again. I had just moved into a, a new house with some friends, again in the basement. Been there a few weeks, and it happened again. He, he said he had, he saw the face of a demon, right? Uh-huh. And it was, was a face. A demonic like, face. Some in, kind of demonic cat scary. was involved in the second one. Yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, they def, it definitely yep. was not a friendly, fun experience. What, what's going on with that? It, it, it's called a hypnopompic hallucination. It's, it's benign. Really? Yep. I feel like I had some of those. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a hallucination that happens when you're coming out of sleep. Nothing to worry about? No, he's all good. And no, so no indication of underlying psychiatric issues? Yeah, no psychotic disorder. Just Damn, uh, I was kind of hoping for something. Stay away from right. that basement. Yeah. Can, can we rule out demonic possession? Are you sure? Uh, I don't know. You got a priest? You can... Uh, He's a Vatican. He's just a psychiatrist. He didn't have a. Well, I'm just asking. Yeah. I mean, be our, but we still can't rule out demonic possession. No, I can't rule that out. There you go. <laughs> Demon in our midst, perhaps. <laughs> as a right. as a psychologist, do you believe in the supernatural? That's a great question. Uh, to some extent, I've had I've had a couple weird experiences. I definitely. Universe is mysterious. I don't rule that out either. Mm-hmm. I always just figure it's your brain screwing up, you know, because they say that, like, with the hormones and everything in your brain and substances that your brain makes and secretes that it, it can, it's worse than LSD. Your brain will trick you into anything. Mm. Yeah, you have too much dopamine swimming around in there. You're going to see and hear some weird stuff. But, anyways. Just wanted to hop in there. Thank you, Thank Ryan. you, Ryan. Very enlightening. Thank you for your diagnosis. Benign, I am healed. Dr. Ryan. First time. That's, That's awesome. What, what did he call it? Houston Cress. Hypnopompic hallucination. That was the name. I already have it Googled and pulled up, but Tucker remembered. Genius. Great first time call. I feel like we've gotten something accomplished today. We figured out what was wrong with Houston. 
It, it well, wasn't a demon. Part of what's wrong with Houston. The list Houston's is doing long. just fine. Quick timeout. When we continue, we'll select our North Knox Siding and Windows High School Basketball Player of the Week. Speak now, forever hold your peace. 865-546-8200. 546-8200, your number to get on board the shocking conclusion. Coming up next. The- Fan Run Radio, the drive continues, 105.7 FM, 1340 AM. We're streaming live at fanrunradio.com. Go check out our new redesigned website with more fun features coming soon and the new redesigned Fan Run app also with more features coming soon. Very exciting time. We're all about the features here. Yes. Before we get... Back to the phones. We'll talk to Jamie and Matthew to round out the show here tonight. It is time for us to select our North Knox Siding and Windows High School Basketball Player of the Week. It's time for the North Knox Siding and Windows High School Basketball Player of Love the Week. Intro. Brought to you by North Knox Siding and Windows. Call 865-689-0505 for a free estimate. Or go online at northknocksidingandwindows.com. All right, uh, district tournaments now. High school basketball as we're it's heating up, man. Get set to crowd some champions. Shout out to Brady Hahn at Alcoa. Big week, big games and wins over Harriman and Eagleton last week. Brody Smith from Bearden, 17 points in a 57-39 win over Farragut. And then 12 points in a 54-53 overtime win over my. West Rebels, a couple of rivalry wins for the Bulldogs last week. The women's side of things, Zayana Stewart of Oak Ridge, 27 points. And their win over Alcoa, and then followed that up with 19 and a big win over Halls. Last Thursday, this week's North Knox Siding and Windows High School Basketball Player of the Week is William Blunt's Caden Wendell. Went for 28 in a 65-52 win over Maryville on Friday. Also had 26 in a 64-62 win over Hardin Valley Academy. That was a barn burner right there. He's got buckets. Caden Wendell, this week's North Knox Siding and Windows High School Basketball Player of the Week. We appreciate North Knox Siding and Windows for their support of all things fan run and especially the local high school athletics scene. As always, folks, anything on the outside of your house, you know they do siding and windows, but they also do roofs, they do handrails, gutters, anything on the outside of your home. New door, you want to do that? North Knox can handle it. And anywhere in Knoxville, this is a great locally owned and operated business. Shout out to the Smith boys in North Knox. Now they're all over the place. East Knox, Sono, West Knoxville. They'll come and hook you up. Call today to schedule a free estimate. Tell them Fan Run sent you. Their number is 865-689-0505. If you're driving, can't remember that number, just remember the website, northknocksidingandwindows.com. 
very easy to get in contact with and uh, be sure to tell them you heard us talking about it right here on Fan Run Radio. Wrapping up, let's get Jamie in here next. Good afternoon, Jamie. You're on the drive. So I'm assuming that it didn't come across y'all's airways the way it did over the radio because y'all aren't freaking out. But when Ryan was on the phone, it sounded like a couple of different voices morphing in and out of each other and a little bit of a cackling in the background. Ooh. Like 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 your de- like your demons trying to get you to let your guard down, Houston. Okay, you might have just you might have just spoke to him. You know what the best trick the devil the the, de- bah, the devil ever pulled Try that again? Uh, yeah, making people think you didn't exist. Yep, that was some creepy. I can't wait for y'all to listen to that on the podcast. Well, what if, what if we go back to the podcast, Jamie, eyes. and his voice is just like not there? We're just talking to ourselves. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, I still got goosebumps, man. What if we're all dreaming right now and none of this is actually happening? What if this is just a simulation? Ooh. No, because I can that. read on my computer. What do you think about you the? Read in uh, your dream. Really? Have you all seen that conspiracy theory that? Because nobody talks about when they fired up when CERN fired up the Hadron Collider over there in Europe. Oh boy! <laughs> and yeah. it uh, that was the line of demarcation, and they uh, opened up. A rift. Portal to hell? No. Just in the, we switched over in an alternate universe. A rift in the space-time continuum? Yeah, basically, yeah. That's what started the Mandela effect. The men, uh, the what Mandela. What'd you, what'd you say? Was that intentional? No. It wasn't. Didn't I say Mandala? <laughs> yes, you Mandela. did. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? It's not Mandela. Yes, yeah, it is. Mandela Wait, effect. what? Now, see, this is it. This is yeah. That's what I mean. You're doing it on purpose. Are you glitching right now? Am I glitching? What the hell's going on? I'm telling you, weird stuff is afoot <laughs> on the drive today. Um, I was just joking about the whole voice of the cackling thing, but um, so when I was younger, I, I several times while in bed, I felt like I felt like I could feel someone sitting down on the bed at the foot of the bed, like they would sit down and then get up later on. Anybody ever experience any of that? No, that cat thing is about as close as I got to that. That was a hypnotic, uh, hypnopompic hip- hallucination. Hypnopompic hallucination was what that was, Jamie. Or some bad shrooms, guys. Uh, <laughs> so, so uh, like what are we, Russ? What are you going to do next year if the secondary hasn't gotten any better? Are you going to rip Hopple for hanging on to Martinez? I, I know you're going to have a meltdown on VR. I don't know. I mean, you don't know that. I don't like to deal in <laughs> hypotheticals, Jamie. You don't know that, Jamie. <laughs> Except for every day oh, between three and six. I don't. I don't I'll know, man. You. I'm. I'm hoping that you got. You know, you got new players. We yeah. got a new yeah, linebackers coach now. William Inge is in here, yeah. and uh, you just hope that. I don't think we're ever going to have a steel curtain type defense playing offense the way we do. But if we can get back to keeping guys out of the end zone, making teams kick field goals, continue to get negative yardage plays and turnovers, I think yeah. that that's like we, we're just going to have to have a different way of measuring defensive success. Very uh, politically correct way you put that, I guess. Um, I'll um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to freak out, man. If Dave, if DeBoer <laughs> lights us up like 500 yards and our secondary can't cover a, you know anything, then yeah, I'm going to be redneck he, mad after the games. He no, he's, he's going he's, he's to talk rationally, Jamie. Yeah, well, that'd be a first, wouldn't it? All right, I'll get out of the way for y'all. Got another one on hold. 
Well, yeah, yes. thanks, JV. Appreciate it. We got a lot of new players back there. We just got to give them time to develop. Can't be expected to work a miracle overnight. Anyway, he can TTFOH. Yeah. You won't be saying the initials. Matthew, what what was uh, – so you, you thought it was Nelson Mandela. No. Mandala. 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 No, I, th- I thought it was the Mandala effect. No. You didn't know that was about Nelson Mandela? No. The Mandela effect. <laughs> Everybody thought Mandela – What do you Man- – Now you got Mandala. So Mandala is um, – it's like a geometric – uh, shape like uh, it's it's using like tapestries and stuff like here I'll sh- I'll show you one. tapestries you, has nothing to do with geometry you, I understand you didn't know that no, you I thought, thought it was the mandala effect about a shape no I thought maybe the guy who came up with it was named mandala and he also came up like these <laughs> like that that's called that's called a mandala okay not, that's that's pretty wild do we but, need Ryan to call back no so, I think so you man, should just prove it no, I never knew he that. is right at home you're where you're supposed to so be so the now. Mandela effect is about Nelson Mandela yeah. see I always thought it wasn't about that when people said Mandela effect they were saying it wrong because <laughs> I didn't know I wasn't like oh you're, you're an idiot I just I didn't know well, that see what happened Houston is traditionally you've been around what we call nice people who don't point out your flaws no it's okay I like you're not around kid. those people anymore <laughs> we are a pack of jackals that sometimes eagerly await one the other one to uh do something dumb No, because so i know the story because people thought he was killed yeah. or died in prison and then he was released right no yeah, i remember that story i just didn't realize that that was the mandela effect that people talk about like ham dan <laughs> nope you, you said ham dan ham dan no, he didn't he said bush ham dan <laughs> matthew is next good afternoon matthew hey fellas i'm sorry i just was trying to process Houston learning the Mandela effect today. <laughs> it's a Mandela effect, named after a, uh, I mean, a tapestry. tapestry. <laughs> tapestry. <laughs> Carol King in here anywhere? Nice reference. <laughs> hey, Bear, I, I learned recently last week, I travel a bunch for work, and I was at an airport, uh-huh. and a guy cut me to use the restroom in the airport, and I heard that you love a good airport cutting story. So I went to the restroom, had to go use it, and – there's about three or four of us backed up in line to use it, and this ki- this kid walks past us with his headphones on and cuts me at the point of where I can go into the stall. Oh, no, so no, 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 no. So, so I tapped him on the shoulder. I said, hey, you got to get in line. Bear, I kid you not, he gave me a Johnny Cash salute of the middle finger and then slammed the door shut. Oh, man. And like, I can't tell you, you what get, I would have done on air. You get in big trouble for for beating somebody up at an airport men's yeah, fourteen year old fourteen year old kid. How, yeah, how old was he? Uh, that's the thing. So I, the reason I called in, I wanted to hear you guys' opinion on what you would have done in that situation because this kid, I kid you not, I think no no older than eighteen years old tops. Oh, he was eighteen. If that, I mean, I'm, I'm being generous there. I, I actually at one point had a process of elimination. Like, am I about to go to jail for what I'm about to do this boy? <laughs> you, uh, justifiable uh, homicide comes to mind? I mean, yeah. reaching under, 
get, wait and give him about 30 seconds, let him get going in there, and then <laughs> you reach under and, and grab him by the ankles and then yank nice. him all the I way like out. That. That's good. So th- then he pees all over the place and either probably hits or, his head on the toilet. Either that or, uh, you know, if he's sitting down, you're just going to yank him right off the toilet. And then he's, he's if I had a big mug, problems. I'd fill it with water and dump it on him. And if I didn't, I'd probably just get a load of paper towels, wet him in the sink, and then just drop it on his head. I you know me. I, I'm going sarcasm. I would probably the oh, I didn't realize you were so important. You don't have to stand in line. Everybody, that's look, almost, we got a senator here. He doesn't have to wait in line <laughs> like a regular guy. We're all in the presence of greatness. I, I'm telling you, that is almost more vicious than anything Mayor Houston would do. We had a, a bartender at a bar manager in town, and whenever anybody would, you know, usually it was a, a female. I told and you she I, would start yeah. waving her credit card and like. You know, just making a scene. This guy could be heard all over the bar. This bartender had super deep voice. He would make everything stop. He'd cut off the jukebox and he goes, Everybody's got to wait because I have to wait on her first. Uh, I, I did that to that woman in uh, uh, Walmart a couple of years ago. That was, that was an infamous I mean, story. Same thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were so important. Oh, she was mad. She was mad. Yeah, I was. You see, I was half tempted, Russell, to uh, just alert TSA. There's a white yeah. male in a gray there hoodie he, yes. with a suspicious backpack. He was talk, talking about Ooh. his mom in That's Arabic. That would have been really good. All actually. right, Matthew. Thanks, man. We got to run. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, Houston. Thank you, Tucker. Thank you, Russell. Overtime. Headed your way next. <laughs>